Welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper. And remember, I'm only as hip as my guest. And I guess this is my uh, Christmas episode. It's because uh, you'll be playing on Christmas and it's uh, in December. And last year, I think I played all the shows for Christmas. But I said, you know what? I'm in Burbank. I'm going to do it. And I'm excited about Christmas. We're, uh, the presents have been wrapped for like a week. And I, I'm such a guy. I want to open one. I keep saying to Joanne, I'm like, just open one. And she won't let me. And then her parents send stuff. And we can't open that. And I figured, you know what? Hey, if it comes to us... Two weeks before, we're allowed to open it. So I just, you know, I, I'm stuck. I, I have no idea what I'm getting. She, of course, put a list together, and I pretty much got what was on the list because when you get older, that's what you do. So the stocking stuff is what I always do. I go to Ulta, and this Ulta has these great, like, five for 10, and they give, like, there's these cool little things for five for $10, and, they, and they're regularly, like, five bucks each. And they give you this cool little, like, uh, reindeer thing like you put the stuff in I got a bunch like this felt thing so I, I put that up she didn't notice I put that up on the counter but I think she knows she can get Ulta but anyway enough about that actually we're going to talk <laughs> me, me and Wendy are going to talk my guest is Wendy Lieben how you doing Wendy I love you why what did I do you're now just, you just crack me up because I you're talk so about funny. Christmas well you know I'm I'm a Jew who celebrates Christmas no you know is Jeffrey Jewish he is but we we jo- when we met each other, we realized we both grew up with Christmas trees, so uh, it's perfect. Now, and, and his children are half Christian, so we like to just celebrate everything. Well, you know what's funny about that? I, I grew up in a very Jewish town, in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and I, my girlfriend in high school was Jewish. And I was stupid then. I didn't know the difference between, like, uh, why, you know, the big difference between Jewish Hanukkah and Christmas and you know the, the the whole Christ thing so I remember I, I took her to church on Christmas Eve and I still remember her saying because that was a big thing it's the only time I went and to Trinity Presbyterian and she said if my parents ask we're going to a party and I never got it until like 15 years ago and I was sitting there and I went oh my god that's why she was like don't tell my parents so it was a very weird so no, funny no but you grew up with a Christmas tree yes and a menorah and you know because Hanukkah is eight days I figured out why it's because that's how many ways there are to spell it exactly <laughs> so now do you do you guys get festive for Christmas do you get a tree or do you no we don't get a tree but we I guess the wrapping paper I have is more Christmas oriented did you did you see the wrapping paper I don't know the one about that said there was a swastika in it I did now what what's your take on it as a Jewish I'm not Jewish but I for me I thought the like the lady who I saw interviewed I could see why she'd be upset but she's like she left Walgreens and called her a rabbi. I know it's a. Do you think it was as big as what it was made out to be? I mean, for her to call her rabbi like two like couldn't she wait like till the next day and go? I think it was just a big mistake and just a big oversight because it wasn't the main pattern. It was if you looked at it, right? You know how like the those drawings that if you look at them they become 3D to you it was almost like that you had to stare at it for a little bit because it was big on Facebook I know Kathy right. Labman went crazy she was like I can't believe this and I was like and I was like well I, I understand I can understand it but as I said the same thing to you it's if you look close enough it sort of looked like a geometric pattern if you look close enough right yeah wait till the next day to make the call to your rabbi now a lot's been going on since you were on here last and uh, the America's Got Talent and uh, but I want to talk about JJ your dog now, every day, do you, now how did you, if you don't know people, uh, Wendy posts on Facebook the JJ moment. And I thought it was Jimmy Walker, but today's, it wasn't. No, it's today's a set. JJ moment. Yeah, every, today's JJ moment. And it's been for what, a year, almost? Well, we got him a year ago. Okay. Um, we were in a big car accident, my husband and I. We were hit by a drunk driver. No, no. Did, uh, did they ever, did that guy go to jail? Do you know what happened to him? We are still waiting to hear what happened to him. I guess it takes a long time to prosecute and someone died in an accident which makes it even yes. you think it would have happened we were there were six cars at a red light and um he, this man going 90 it was as if he bowled his car into these six cars and he totaled all of them including his and he um managed to go through somebody's back seat not to be too graphic but anyway she died she was in the car next to us so we just started counting our lucky stars because it was six feet away if she hadn't been there. Her name was Cynthia Kirk, 64 years old. Um, but it was it was a wake-up call, Steve. Like, 
you just, when you have a near-death experience, time oh. slows down and then it speeds up. Oh, yeah. I mean, totally. I mean, when I, when I went to the hospital right. a few years ago, that was a wake-up call because I was like, yeah, you know, I'm invincible. And I was, you know, and I, you know, sat there and, and I, I always laughed because, you know, my uncle had had heart problems and he just kept smoking and drinking and, you know, six right. shots and six beers and he died. Like 60, and I got out of the hospital. Same thing, it's like you know, you, you sit there and you go, Okay, for me, it's for health, I gotta make changes. I can't smoke. I, I always laugh. I laugh, I don't laugh at people, but I, I don't believe when people say, Oh, it's impossible to give up smoking. I walked out two and a half years ago, haven't even wanted one, haven't even thought about having one. I think I had a dream I was smoking one, and then I woke up, I was like, What are you doing? How much you, did you smoke? I smoked, it varied. You know, I could sometimes, if I drank, and I drank a lot back oh, then. So you and, weren't like a chain smoker? No, but I mean, I, I smoked. There's times I'd smoke a pack a day, and, okay. and but it, it's funny. It's just when you go through it, and when people say, Oh, I, I can't. Oh, I can't give up smoking. It's like no. When you when a doctor to. says, "Hey, you know what? I mean, would it would it kill me for what I have? No, but would it make my life shorter? Yes. Do I right. want to? And you stink. That's one thing I noticed. Like you don't notice. You you're not a smoker. Right? I am. I quit many years ago. But, but you yes, stink, and that's the do. thing we don't understand. Like I would sit there. I have my friends. Like it's so funny, and it's great in LA because nobody smokes out here. Like we had a Super Bowl party. We had thirty five people over. One person went out to the courtyard to smoke, and that was it. Right. It's taboo. So 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 the so you got JJ when after the car, no. okay so then um, so my husband Jeffrey whom you've interviewed yes. before and he says hi he um, Gregory Harrison's buddy no well he he, <laughs> he wrote, wrote uh, au pair, au pair yeah. one two and three and Gregory was the star or one of the stars so Jeffrey saw this this woman at like her last breath she looked over at him and then she died and so he was haunted. And had kind of PTSD a little bit, I think. So um, he was really shaken up. I was shaken up too, but he was even more so. So one day he was walking by a pet adoption, and this dog came up and sat on his foot, and that was JJ. And it was there was no looking back. He is just the cuddliest. He's almost like a therapy dog. Um, and I fell in love with him too. And he just makes me laugh whenever I look at him. So Craig Bierko. Who right, I know of. a very, very hilarious actor. Um, he had a, I guess it was every day he took a picture of his dog. And I thought, I want to do that too. So I'm not as uh, religious in that I don't do it every day. But I say today's JJ moment. Yeah, and they're always good. It's almost every other day. No, I, now it's slowing down because I've been on the road so much. I haven't had time with him to take his picture. Well, you know, you got to you know, let, let Jeff take the pictures of the JJ. Yeah, but what isn't it, he funny? It, no, it's great because it's great. There's all these pictures. <laughs> and, you, and it's so funny because, you know, especially on Facebook and social media, you know, a lot of the pictures you just get annoyed at. I'll be honest, like, you know, the food. I cook all the time. I don't put pictures of my food. Pictures up. of your coffee, with yeah. la your latte. Exactly. With the, with or the or like foam. The worst is when shape. I put pictures from the restaurant. You didn't make the food. Stop like <laughs> bragging. You know? So for me, I sit there and you sit there and you see people with their pets. And I like the pets, you know. And but then yours is good because you, you, you don't just sit there and go like some people go, Oh my dog got into this and it's like there's crap all over the place and there's a dog sitting there. At least you you set it up where it's like okay it's something where it's like a calendar it's like I can sit there and I look at it and I go okay cause, and you know how on Facebook it, uh, you post something that shows up a day later or it always shows up different times with Facebook you know that right I don't know that like if okay let's say you posted something now if you posted a picture okay. it would show up now but then they, re they reoccur that's why I, I didn't know that until you see stuff from like two days ago and you went I oh, just saw yeah. that I guess that does make sense and in so, your feed right so that's how I see oh. the JJ moments sometimes they're later but you know and I, I haven't seen one lately but I haven't been on Facebook as okay much. so now I understand how people gamble with two uh, video slot machines because I now go between Twitter and Facebook and now I'm on Instagram because I did America's Got Talent and they, the social media people asked you to do all three and Vine which I still haven't gotten to. I did Vine a few times but it's like it, there's seven second videos and right. then 
Like know, Rachel would be good on that. Rachel yeah, because she just got she the voices. But me, I would do stupid stuff, but no one would see it. Like a, you know, like you, because you don't get the. It's hard to get followers. It's so hard to get followers. I mean, it's like I mean, for you, you you get followers because you're in the road a lot, and you're a you're a very big comedian. So well, people people follow, but you do it. People follow you on Twitter, and but also, the, and I must say, people, if you don't, it's it's at Wendy Lehman, your tweeter. Uh huh. Well, if you're not following her, follow her because she tweets very very funny stuff. You tweet some funny stuff. Like Thank I'll you. I'll say to Joanne sometimes I'll go Joanne will sometimes because Joanne follows her. She'll go, oh, did you see what Wendy tweeted? <laughs> and I go, yeah, and and they're they're funny. But, but I also tweet real stuff. Like I get serious sometimes. The, the tweeter though, it's good because I think for like a comic, I think Twitter's very good for posting jokes too because and plus your sense of humor is very quick so you know you can you can do a joke in 132 characters well i said kim kardashian you know when she had her big butt on paper magazine you remember that yeah yeah, yeah. i said i bet she uh butt dials a lot of people but right, i i remember that tweet <laughs> but now you don't tweet the jj though jj is strictly Facebook. no i do tweet him okay. and i instagram him too okay so i have to follow you on instagram now because okay. but then i'm gonna overload a jj and well, I'll go, oh my god now i don't know did i okay so i was looking for your message because you messaged me uh what time and your telephone number so i'm looking through facebook i emailed you i know i found it but first i'm like facebook then i'm like oh i guess it's not there then i was like twitter i guess it's not there i i never really message on twitter just i only reason only time i message on twitter is if i tweet at a guest that i don't know to come right. on the show and then i say follow me right so, so i can, I can send can you a message DM and then i just you. exchange emails because when you're explaining where to go in hundred i hate like sending a bunch of messages you mean because it's only 140 right, characters for the, for the message so i okay is Social media, right? Isn't all media social? Yeah, that's true. I mean, you're right. See I that? tweeted that once. That, and that, should be, that should be the name of your uh, next special. No, my, the name of my next special. I have a couple of different names. Now, do you have a special in the making? Because you've been it's on the road the a lot. It's you, in the making. You've been going out on the road a lot. So you're writing. You're, are you writing a lot? I've been writing a lot. Um, my problem in stand-up has been I have not been confident enough to infuse the new material so i'm getting better at that 30 years in hey hey i'm a late bloomer i hope that's so funny you say that because it's so funny you say that because so many comics i know who have been in around for a long time right feel the same Are way at that level yeah and but the amazing thing is they don't think that their material you know is what you're right now is probably so much better than what you wrote when you were younger because we all grow. Then it would just go on, but it's true. It's a, it's like a, it's a, uh, it's you a evolve. I mean, I did a storytelling show a few weeks ago, and I had to tell a story. And I don't always perform anymore, but I was like, wow. And I was like, I can't do, I can't do any of my bits. What if I don't laugh? But I had done it before on the person's podcast, the story where they podcast, which Christine Blackburn wants you to be on. You'd love that show. And uh, I did it. It was at iOS and it was fun. I was like, okay, I'm going to sit there. I'm going to write. Did you read it or did you no, memorize, I, I memorize it? it? You see, I can't memorize. Well, see, I taught it on their podcast and I remember, and I, I had it in my head and I had notes down and. Okay, so you had notes. I could side. do it if I have notes. But I didn't look at them. I just okay. I took that as a crutch. But for you, you've always now do you do you, the stuff you tweet, do you put that into your act or you just tweet that? Well, I just started going through the archives of my Twitter because I found a joke the other day that I totally forgot that I had written that I love when there's a sale, especially if it's two for one, especially if it's a car. Right. So something like that. I could use that in my act. Anyway, my new special is either gonna be called um that's what she said. Okay. Because you know, you know that joke. That's what she said. Yeah. Okay. Um, or am I crazy? Or good crazy? I can't decide yet. I don't know. Or uh, what did you say it should be called? Social media? Isn't all media social? Yeah. I don't that's know. That's more of a thought. Yeah. I, that's I'm more looking up. Uh, she's I looking up. She's, she, so you have it all down on your own. Now, how do you do the Twitter archive? Do you have to just scroll back and back and back? Or is there something you can actually do? There's something you can do. I, I researched it a little bit. I want to do that because I have a lot of jokes. And but, I sat there and I was scrolling. And but scrolling. then you have to, it's not like in a Word document. It's in a, I want to say Excel. And I don't know how to do that. I don't either. So I literally, but it does. Yeah, you can just go through it, and I've been weeding out the things that I've retweeted from other people, and just looking at the jokes that I've written. You should so. do time hop. Do you know what? Ti- oh, another one. No, 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 no. Time Snapchat, hop. Snapchat, LinkedIn. No, no, time hop. Pinterest. Someone told me time hop sits there, and they it will show you like of let's say today it'll show me like five or six posts I did. 
oh. for last year and the year before. So summer pictures with guests, that. and it's just called Time Hop. And you, you get a you get an email from Time Hop Abe. I don't know who Abe is, but that's the name. Time Hop Abe will say, "Hey, your your Time Hop's up today," and it's just it sends so you sit there and go because I was seeing all these old Christmas jokes I wrote about like it's a wonderful life. You know, if if it happened now, he would have got a DUI, and the movie never would have happened. And I forgot I wrote that. And I was like, oh, I got to retweet that. So, okay, I want to talk about America's Got Talent because that was, uh, Rachel was on. And uh, first of all, she told me. Rachel Butera. The beginning, she said, she, they put you guys up like in like, it's almost like a holding cell. I mean, you, you did it in LA, right? So you did it in LA and you. Well, I auditioned it, first in LA. It you, didn't go well. What happened? Um, there was another comedian on the early morning show. I was in the afternoon, but they were interviewing me in the back of the theater so I could see her performance and her name is Jody Miller and she is hilarious and she killed it and all four judges stood up and they were like this is the funniest thing and they put her through so I was intimidated I was also really sick and on antibiotics and I was just off my game I was just off my game okay. I was off my game I could not believe I was in front of Howard Stern. I was just shaking in my booth. Big fan? Big fan. And um, I had thought about it so much that it's like when I I once got to go to Stonehenge, it's like you see it in pictures all the time, but then when you're actually there, it's like, what? That's how it was with Howard Stern. But what's amazing about that is, and what's, what just shows... An, any any performers listening, it shows, you know, you've been on the Tonight Show, you've been, I mean, all these things. So it's we still get intimidated, and people don't think people think as you get older, you don't get intimidated. But I mean, you oh. still, it's it, that's great that it, you can say that though, because a lot of people like, you know, because if I, I when I, when I had Gregory Harrison on, I was like, this is Trapper John, damn, he's gorgeous, <laughs> he's he's old. I'm like, and I was intimidated. You're sitting, I'm sitting across this gorgeous man, and you're going, wow, like every woman wanted him, like he was huge in the gay community when he did that dancing guy thing. I mean, everyone wanted great, and we still get intimidated. I mean, and so for you, that's great to say that because a lot of people oh. think that we don't get intimidated, but it's it's someone that it's an icon. No, to that's you. what I learned from social media is that every. Everybody is a star effer. Am I allowed to swear in here? Uh, just not the F bomb. Okay, I just, I didn't say You it. said effort. That was good. So, effort. so um, okay. And then I, then they interview me and I realize before I do my set, which was only two or three minutes, I realized the material that I was about to do contradicted what I told them because I said I was a stepmom. But then my first joke was that I took time off to have a baby. So it was just a cluster mess of... The, it did not go well. And then Heidi Klum said, you're very nice, but you're not very funny. <laughs> what? No. That, that, wait, who? She was married to Seal. Okay. What, what the hell with her? No, but she came around. Okay. So, so, anyway. so that, how did that make you feel? I mean, you must have been like you. Well, I was so sick. I mean, I'm not making excuses. You know yourself when you're off right. your game. That I was like, I kind of agreed with her. <laughs> so... Um, Howie Mandel was not allowed to vote. Okay, they knew I had been doing comedy for almost 30 years, perform on The Tonight Show. Um, the only thing I had to disclose was that Howie Mandel and I knew each other. Okay. And I had written for him once in the early 90s. Um, That's like Rachel with Howard Stern. She knew Howard she, Stern, yeah, right. So, so um, that was, yeah. So, But Howie could speak on my behalf. And so he was trying to convince Mel B to put me through because they needed two of the three votes. And Howard put me through. He enjoyed me. Uh, but he's got a good taste in comedy. And he probably knows knows of your work. I he mean, didn't know of me. And he said, how come we haven't heard of you? That's I, amazing. I wanted to say, because you've been living under a rock. Right. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. And then I'm like, who am I? Uh, of course you haven't heard of me. So, I mean, that's what being an artist is kind of like. You're constantly f trying to figure out where you fit in. Right. Or maybe that's just stand-up comedians. I think so, yeah, well, I think it's with anything, though. Like, where do you fit in? So, anyway, it was humbling, to say the least. So, I got in by the skin of my teeth. And then I had this epiphany when I went home. I was like, wow, I really just challenged myself. I stepped out of my comfort zone, which is bed. And... um and I said to my stepson, who we've had, like, we get along, but it's, we've had contention. I said, you know what, I need, to, you and I need to be on the same page in order for both of our lives to go full throttle. So we spent the whole summer together, 
came to all my shows with me. It worked. It was just a beautiful thing. So did he being, take notes and stuff? Like, did he? No, he. I just wanted him around. So um, we both thrived after. So I attribute it to America's Got Talent that my relationship with my stepson is solvent and wonderful now. See, that's awesome. So, so you were doing yeah. that now. Now, when did you go back after you got by by the right. skin of your teeth and you were sitting there? And then was it a like a week later, or when did they bring you back? Or it was a couple of weeks later. And you go to Vegas, or no? They don't do Vegas this year. They did New York, and that's what Rachel was probably telling you about the holding cell. They put us in this big warehouse, and um, almost like you're on the show Survivor because <laughs> we did a lot of sitting around and waiting for them to tell us what to do. But I just tried to enjoy every minute because since that car accident that I was telling you about before, I just try to appreciate every moment i'm not always successful but um like i i did not appreciate recently i flew to montreal via new york city and my flight from la was delayed this is the only time it ever happened to me that we were starting to take off and then suddenly the brakes were put on because they saw a plane at the end of the runway so we had to go back to the gate in la and wait a couple hours so by the time we got to New York, I had missed my connecting flight wow. to Montreal, and I slept at the airport. That's not, you know, I, I that happened to me. I t- <laughs> that's like the worst place to sleep. I, I took a flight. Oh, my man. flight nightmare. I mean, it was when I was coming back and forth to see Joanne before Virgin started flying out of LAX. Thank God for Virgin. And can was, you join the Mile High Club if you're flying Virgin? Yes, yeah, you can, but you know, it has to be with another person who's never done it. So. So I'm sitting there, and I, same thing. I, I'm supposed to go fly through Chicago, then to Philly, whatever. So then they screw it up. This is canceled. It's not even raining, so then I have to go to Cleveland. Then I take this flight, and in the middle of our flight, it's raining in Philadelphia. So the plane oh stops. God. The plane stops in like upstate New York at a Air Force base, and we're just sitting there. And you couldn't use the bathroom, and it was hot. And we're sitting oh there for like two hours, and then they fly me to Newark. And now I had just gotten out of the hospital, so I got. I took my. I check my bag because I couldn't carry it. Also, I would have just jumped the train from Newark to Philly, but my bag wasn't with me. So then I had to sit in Newark for like three and a half hours or four hours. Finally, I get this little plane from Newark to Philadelphia and the flight gets held up for an hour and a half because they had to change a light bulb. And so basically, I left, I took the shuttle from Burbank at five in the morning to LAX and by the time Joanne picked me up at the airport, it was 11 o'clock back east and I was just Oh, wasted. I'm not just like exhausted, just like crazy. Shredded yeah. and stinky. Well, yesterday I flew back from Atlanta and on my first flight, um, I sat next to Kristen Wiig's aunt, Petey. Well, how did you find out it was her aunt? <laughs> well, she said to me, where are you going? Because we both were, we were landing in Dallas and then taking another flight. She was going to Seattle and I said I was going to L.A., so then later in the flight, I was watching a movie. I was watching 100 Feet or 100, you know, the movie with Helen Mirren and the two restaurants. It's beautiful, but it landed before we, it ended, so I don't know what the end is. Um, so later in the flight, Aunt Petey said to me, um, are you, you look really familiar. And I said, I was a comedian. She said, oh, my niece is Kristen Wiig. And I was like, what? Yeah. Because I'm. <laughs> I love her. She's, She's so a funny. Genius. I was like doting on Aunt Petey. I was like, oh my God. She's a genius. It was her sister's daughter's Kristen Wig. So See, so you're meeting people. But now I wanna get I wanna get I wanna find out about America's Got Tonto, because you went you went a far away. Okay. And, and and we voted for you and we voted ten times. Thank you so much. And I told people to vote for you. Thank and you. even like guys I went to high like my friend Stu Mark, I went to I, I'm friends with him on Facebook. We went to the same college, but I, I don't think I was in college with him at the same time. I think right. he was like I graduated and he's a freshman, but we just and he always loves it. Like when you were he always when I get guests, he likes, oh, he goes, ding, that's what he puts. And he goes, oh, I love Wendy Lee. And he goes, oh, I voted for it. And other people are like, oh, well, you know her. Oh, and then I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been on the show four times. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big shot. No, but that, like, and that's the thing is, because I tell people to vote because it's it's like anything. You know, you want to support people you know. Now, if you were a jerk, I wouldn't say vote for Wendy Lee. I wouldn't even say anything. But you're not a jerk. Like I said, vote for you. I said vote for Joe Matarese. But he didn't get to that point because I went to high school with Joe. Joe's oh, you did? Three years younger I than me. I got to know him, yeah. So during and, that holding period, we got to know. Right, that's how Rachel got to know him, too. Uh, Moody McCarthy and I know little that name. kid, Joe 
Orlean or Josh. Josh. So you have all this time. So you just start talking. Like, do you just go, hey, you're here? I mean, is it you're because you're competition, but you're in this holding cell. I like to call that. So, but you're all talking. You're all there for the same thing. You know what? I really looked at it. I don't know. I looked at it as let's just each be our best, and we're so different from each other that. Um, oh, the comedian I forgot is Derek Santos. He's out of Connecticut. And okay. He's sort of emo-like. All right. Um, so I just, I had a great time. I really just tried to be the most positive I could be about the whole thing. And then I got eliminated. Well, no, but, but you actually, but you got to go, I mean, like, because I know like Joe and Rachel didn't actually make it. Right. But so you made Derek it to, and I made it to the next level. Okay. And, oh. And to make it to that level, we had to perform just for the judges. There was no audience. Now, what's that like? Well, I have performed in Peoria to that many people, right. <laughs> so I'm used to it. And I hear the laughter in my head. So, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm well, joking. But no, you, but you have heard, to pause but it. I heard the crew laughing. They okay. were behind the curtain. So, But I heard them laughing. Um, I don't know if it was at me, but it no, it was... Yeah, they're laughing. Was, yeah, yeah, they were laughing at my joke. So, um, yeah, I just did it, and I went first. And you advanced, though. So I made it to the next level, and then they brought. So they brought me back. We stayed at a little bit of a nicer hotel. <laughs> I didn't have to get out Clorox. Was it? Was it? Na- they put you in a nasty hotel. Well, you know what? I'm so not a diva. As long as. It's clean. I'm okay, but okay. it wasn't that clean. See, that's the worst. It's like and and Derek had um, googled the hotel and saw that the first thing that came up was bed bugs. I'm not going to say the name of the hotel. No, but don't, but there were no bed bugs, but it was just you know you had that feeling, and that's because they had to put up a million people right for that round. Um, they called it uh, I don't know something week hell week no. I don't remember what probably it was. something like that. Yeah. It's probably you know the competition, the competition week. They always give that clack, that name like, hey, th- right. this, this week it's the Rule it's out. the showdown week. It's the showdown. <laughs> Everyone's getting sh- they're showing down. That's what they do. So you do that, and then now you go onto the a better hotel, and you now you get to go on the, the network TV. Like they're like before, you know. Now you're doing it in front right. of an audience. Now it's with, live. Okay, and then, so it's actually live for you. So you're out there and you're staying there, and you have to go on live, which must be good for you because you are a veteran and you're used to that. I mean, for someone younger, I'm sure it'd be nerve wracking, and you got past your nerves from the beginning. So you already Howard Stern liked you because I think he raved about you. I think in the- he liked me a lot. So after the first, oh, so I performed my uh, 90 seconds, which was. How is that for you? Because you're so used to doing a 45-minute set, and, and your jokes cause your, your jokes get a big laugh, and some of them take a little longer for the crowd to get because they're very well-written because you have to do the Thank setup. You. But no, the So 90 seconds for you must be like three jokes with like with the laugh time because, I mean, did you, did you feel yourself rushing? Uh, I wasn't rushing. I had timed it out. I had performed at the clubs. I actually got to hire Eddie Brill to help me get sets in New York. Eddie Brill was on Letterman for a very long time as the producer of comedy segments. And he helped me hone the material. And so I had had just figured it out, what 90 seconds was going to be. So what was hard was figuring out what 90 seconds to do. so I did my set at Radio City Music Hall in front of 5,000 people. And Steve, I had been to Radio City Music Hall when I was a kid, year after year after year. My grandparents would take us to Radio City to see the Ruckettes and the Christmas show uh, and then pick us up at Easter. No, yeah. that's my joke. <laughs> but um, they, so it was surreal being on the stage, you can imagine. Um, so I did my set, and all four judges stood up, including Heidi Klum. She must have been like, yes. It was just lovely. I just felt like, okay, I, I won her over. Um, I talked to her a little. I said she was that she and Melby were inspiring because I had, I follow them on Instagram, and they just their pictures of them in their bathing suits. They're all so gorgeous. So I did my joke about that I have a bikini. It's a three-piece, a top, a bottom, right. a blindfold for you. And then they put that joke in the taxi cabs in New York City. Oh, really? Yeah, in the ads for America's Got Talent. Anyway, I thought I did great. Um, I felt like it couldn't have gone better. So the rest was up to America or the gods or whatever. And the next night I was eliminated. 
but the people, I hate when the people vote because it's like, I, I said this to someone else. It's like when, uh, I don't watch American Idol, but the one year when, like, when Adam Lambert got right. eliminated and this country dude, you know, won. And I think America didn't want to vote for Adam Lambert because he was flamboyant and he was openly gay and the Midwest doesn't want to see that. But of course now, we've never heard of this other guy, but Adam Lambert's singing with Queen. Right. right? So it's like, wait a second. Okay, so he didn't win the American Idol, but he's singing with, he, he took Freddie Mercury's place. Right. Okay. Wait, oh, wait, who's Freddie? You know, it's like, it's like if Freddie Mercury was on that show, they would vote him off. If Boy George was, on, and that's what I hate. When people vote, they probably thought, oh, yeah, we don't like comedians. We want to see a, a dog that jumps and, you know, licks himself and does t- somersaults i mean well there were some really great great right great great acts but anyway so i didn't i but i wasn't crushed i just thought i couldn't have done better so it wasn't like oh god why didn't i do this or that i didn't question that i just said okay and then a week later um they told me that howard stern used his wild card pick to bring me back. How cool is that? That I mean, was so cool. I mean, because earlier, you're off your game, and you're like, oh my God, Howard's there. And then this person, you, you know, you... Idolize. You th- yeah, you idolize, sits there, and he uses, and he can use his wild card on anybody. Right. And he uses it on you. You must have loved that. Uh, it was surreal. It was surreal. Um, yeah. Beyond. Yeah, just pinch me. So I got to go back and then do the whole thing again. Now, let me tell you, the thing I did not like about being on America's Got Talent is that I couldn't look like I wanted to look. They dressed me a certain way. Really? So you go in and they say, you have to wear this? Well, they don't. They were very like, uh, well, let's try to get something that you like then. But in the end, I was uncomfortable. I, I wear big baggy shit. Oh, sorry. You say shit. <laughs> shit's all right. <laughs> I like to just be comfortable and not wear high heels and just be myself and not have my hair perfect because I'm a comedian. I, it should be a little messy, right? I would always think also as a, a female comic wearing high heels, I would be afraid I would fall. Like I was watching Letterman the other night when uh, Darlene Love sang Christmas. She sings it every year. And this lady, she sits there and she's singing and you know she's got these big heels and she has this big red dress because Letterman said, what, are you going to a wedding? And <laughs> she's been doing the show for tw- song for 28 years. This is the last time. And then she gets up and she's like 70. She gets up on the piano and starts singing in these heels and I'm thinking, I would be like, how am I getting off? I mean, for you... I, cause I need training you, heels yeah, and a spotter. Exactly, exactly. So it's like, for you, I mean, I think heels would be a detriment to performing because you can't... Right. I took them off in my special. Okay, yeah, exactly. In the middle of it, I was just like, I cannot wear these and walk around. I usually wear flats. So we compromised with the heels. They were very low, but they were somewhat um, sexier than flats. But, um, yeah, so after... So then I got eliminated again, even though I thought the set again could not have gone any differently, any better. I got such a great response from that audience and the judges... Both Howie and Howard stood up. The women, not so much. Yeah. Because <laughs> they didn't like your heels. But I guess, I don't know. But but I made such great friends doing that show, Rachel Butera, and the winner of America's Got Talent, Matt Franco. Now, is he, is he a, what He's is he? a magician. Okay. And I remember the moment I met him, we just, bonded we were he he had been a fan of mine before um and then there was another magician named mike super and both of them said to me that when they had seen my name on the list they were happy because they both thought am i doing the right thing then they saw my name on the list and they were like oh i guess if wendy's doing it now did a lot more people get to know your act from that i mean just because so many people watch a show or did you did you start getting recognized like when you're in new york especially if you're in a cab all the time did people start recognizing you a lot more i cannot believe how much i've been getting recognized by my parents (laughs) they know who i am now no honestly you know what Things change. Like, I'd say nine out of ten people now that are coming to my show saw me on America's Got Talent. Maybe that's high. Eight out of ten. But that's why they're coming to the show. So it, it did everything that I wanted it to do. I wanted more exposure. I wanted to get back out there again. I wanted, to pe- no, I wanted people to know I was still performing. And I also wanted to light a fire under my butt and show my stepson so you have to challenge yourself in life. Now, you, I know because the times you've been on, you weren't doing a big road um, 
You weren't going on the road a lot, but I noticed now you're going out on the road a lot more. I've been going on the road. I've been since, I'm just since America's Got Talent, I've been everywhere from Plattsburgh, New York, to Buffalo right before they had their big snowstorm, God bless them, uh, Montreal, Florida, Jacksonville, Florida. Um, this past week I was in Atlanta. I'm going to San Francisco on the 26th. Now, well, I know I know you were in, in Vegas, too, with a bunch of top female comics. And there was a, wasn't there a Vegas show a while back? It's like every week there was a different. Yes. And it's funny. Is I was pissed because I woke up and Joanne watches the Today Show and she went to the gym. So I put on Good Day to LA and it said you and they always do that. They they repeat like the bottom. They don't know they do that. So it was like it was like 830 and it says when you know when you leave. And I'm like, oh, OK. And then I even I think I. I Texted Joanne at the gym, and I said, "Hey, Wendy's going to be on." No, it was Caroline Ray was on, and she but, talked about us. Okay, because they said your name though, right? So I thought, "Oh, she's going to be on," but then it was Caroline was already on. Okay. So, it was, so now that must have been very cool because that was a bunch. Each week was different. Yeah, they big had acts. everyone from uh, Rita Rudner to uh, Wendy Williams from the Wendy Williams. Show. I love her. I know. I, I do. Too. I watch. That's like she's my guilty Jersey, pleasure. Right? I don't know. She, but she makes I all think these. She, she is. She, I mean, she make a, She makes tons of money off wigs. She's like a big really? wig maker. She's, a, she's hilarious, and I, and I watch her for the news. You I know see, for the gossip. I didn't even know she did stand up. I didn't either. But she's just so funny. So that must have been cool because you're with all these heavy hitters, and but you are a, a heavy hitter. Well, we each had a different weekend, so we weren't there together. But it was like everybody from Lonnie Love to Jen. I want to say Jen Kirkman. A lot of female comedians. Um, yeah, I felt really honored to be in that lineup. Now, do you like playing Vegas? Because I mean, I'm sure it, it must be a different crowd. But I guess that crowd there's more select. Like if you're playing a comedy club in Vegas, I'm sure you don't know what the hell you're going to get. I, I, you know, it's a crapshoot. Well, like I worked Atlantic at the Improv at Harris for years and years and years. Um, and yeah, it's just you, you don't know what the audience is going to be like. It's a smorgasbord. Right. <laughs> it's a buffet of an audience in Vegas. And I I love Vegas. I mean, I don't want to live there. I lived there for a year. You did years ago, and uh, it was it, it just wasn't good. I mean, I, I was married at the time, and I was I just got out of comedy, and I was I wasn't sure what I was going to do, and I was everyone is not negative, but it's like everyone always it's like it seems like they're on a grift on a scam. Like it's like you know oh well I was because uh, I was working at Planet Hollywood. I was waiting tables. Oh, I was walking home and I decided to play the 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 casino and then I lost all my rent money. And I'm like, well, you're an idiot. You know, it's like I, like my neighbor would sit there and go, oh, this guy and he's always complaining because he's married to this big fat woman. And he used to always call my ex wife was small and he's always be like, oh yeah, I wish I could meet you know girl and i said well you can't because you're a degenerate because he would gamble and it was a point where he would like he would he was only making like 12 bucks an hour but he was gambling like he was making like 40 like one night he goes oh man i gotta win so i'll go gamble and so we go to the and i get you know my roll of nickels and i'm like i'm big, big shocks i'm playing all five nickels i'm playing a quarter <laughs> you know and i'm just playing because fun if i win 20 bucks i'm happy He's getting like a dollar at a time, popping them in. And finally, I said, man, I got to go home. I'm, I'm, this is boring me. And the next day, he goes, oh, man, I, I lost and I, I lost my rent and I wanted to try to get it back. And I ended up losing $2,000. And I'm like, dude, you, you, you know, it's just it's that was that's like the attitude a lot of them have. It's well, like, it's that addiction. Right. And I've actually won a lot of money at one slot machine once. That must be great. It was a lot of money. Like all the bell. How much? Ten grand. So it's all did it, ding, 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 all that stuff go off. Yes, but it was right before nine eleven. So okay, so I gave half to the government or whatever. Right, and then I didn't work for a couple of months, so it all evened out. Um, but since then, I've probably put that much back in, and now I don't gamble at all. So well, uh, that's yeah. I don't. I mean, but it did get boring. It did. You sit there. It's like you go, and it's like you know, how many times can you eat steak and eggs for five ninety nine? Uh, you know, you get tired <laughs> of it. You know, and it's like I, I do remember the one night I did end up. I went, and I remember this was years ago. Rich Voss was performing, and Bob Golub. So I met them at a diner, and Voss is just so funny. Not a diner, but like one of the star things. And Bob Golub thinks he's in the mafia. So it was, it was just funny. It was just that was cool because there, there are like like Tracy Skeen and Brian McKim right. out there. They and, live there, and it must be great because there are a lot of good comics to come through. So there is that camaraderie, and it's it's more of the old school comics. It's not like the punks, you know. It's like the people that have the stories and they remember Vegas when it, you know, when Vegas was Vegas. So do you do you like going back on the road? Um, I. 
I like when I don't have to sleep at JFK. Right. Um, but I've, I love, I guess that's my favorite thing to do is performing live in, with people face to face. Because uh, I'm usually just doing, I'm usually multitasking wherever I am, you know, like watching TV and folding laundry or eating and talking on the phone, driving and napping. Right. Um, that was a long way to go for a joke. That was all right. The eating on the phone, though, you know, I don't know. Maybe, you know. <laughs> no, I, I think I meant to say eating and folding laundry. I don't know. It's, it's a, so, that's, but it's good that you're back, and it must be good because now, and people, and you're getting new fans now because you have old older fans who know your act. Like, they know, they've liked you because you have a very different writing style, and it must be great now that you get this new group of fans that didn't get the Wendy Liebman experience, and they'll probably go back now and, Go look for your Showtime special, or you know, like that's taller on TV, right? Taller now, but now, do you do a lot of same material? I mean, how often do you change your material? Because you know, it's like anything when you headline, when you have people coming back, you have to change it a lot, right? right? So that's been my problem, as I said earlier. Right. But so now I'm working on getting new stuff out there, and yeah, just being more creative, and I just between. Yeah, everything that happened in 2014, I feel like I'm right in the right place for 2015. And I decided not to make any New Year's resolutions, but I am going to add things to my bucket list. That's good. That's all. Right? I Yeah, I mean, I have to, I have my resol I I mean, I have to, I'm so close. What could you possibly do to make yourself any better? Oh God, I, I could finish it. My, my cookbook's fun, uh, done. I just have to get it self-published and I got to the point where I, I know I went on Fiverr and I sold, sent to a guy to design the cover but I never followed up and I'm sitting there going, oh, and I it's right there. It's 120, 125 pages. Also, it would just, wow. and I, as I told Joanne, I would sit there and I would go, I would hawk them at the, uh, at the, um, Farmers markets because it's a low sodium book. Oh, so if I if I make idea. them for I buy them for two dollars and fifty cents. If I sell them for ten, it's a good profit. But you have to get a booth there, don't you? I don't know. I have to figure it out. I know a friend of mine went to Venice and tried to sell his books, and, and he dressed up like an elf because it was a Christmas book. And my friend <laughs> uh, Du Carpolani is a great guy. He's really helped me a lot with getting the steps how to get self published. But he said like oh, in Venice they only want to buy like hippie art. You know he goes you know it's like they don't want to buy that so. I guess you need a booth. One of the people that I met on America's Got Talent, his name is Franklin Saint. He performs on Venice Beach. He literally bent a spoon in front of my eyes. That's I don't amazing. know how he did it. I bet he cleans up, too. I bet he makes a lot of money because a performance like that, they people give money for that. Let me tell you, we were out at a restaurant, and he was doing it at the bar for us, and this table goes, they were like watching, and they were like, wow. And they hired him. They were from Ford. And they hired him to come to like a corporate party. But I heard Yuri Geller hates that guy. Oh my God. He I don't know him. how he did it. That's amazing. He I see, bent my mind. I love that stuff. And I, I love like this basic, like we went to, uh, we were in San Francisco and there's that place, the uh, home of the uh, Irish coffee. It's right in the wharf. I forget what it's called. It's, it's I, I can't, can't think Ghirardelli? of it. Ghirardelli? No. It's right near Ghirardelli's. It's a corner bar, and there was okay. this, you have to get the Irish coffee there. Oh, okay. And so we went, and the bartender's this old guy, and he's doing like these sleight of hand tricks. Right. And I'm like a little kid. I watched I that like how a dog. Like, that? I'm sitting there going, how did you just put this person, there's, wait, there's a card now in their hand that has their name on it. I, that stuff amazes me. No, the thing that Matt Franco did that just blew my mind, he had this little box with the card that Mel B had signed, and it never moved. Um, oh, she had signed the card, but then it ended up in the box, and it never moved, and there was something on top of the box. I know. And you watched him open it, and it was in there, unless he, like, so magically switched it with one that he had in his hand. It's... But, oh, my God, the, Matt Franco deserved the million dollars. He blew my mind, See, and I, he's so sweet. I love that stuff. So now, okay, now we talked about, you're going to start a podcast now? You're getting you're going to get into the podcast field? Well, you know, everybody has one. It should you know, be, you should, on forms now, it should say first name, last name, podcast You name. know, one thing that bothers me about podcasts, my, this is a podcast, sure. radio, but what bothers me about it, and it doesn't bother me, because I love, there's so many good ones, like Jimmy Pardish is great, oh, and uh, Barry, Barry Katz is very good, and... Uh, if you're in the business, Jordan Brady's Respect the Process is very good. And there's a lot of them out there. Road stories. Yeah, there's, there's different ones. I, I get irritated, though, as a person, because I go out of my way to get good guests. I bust my ass, because I don't want... Thank you. I, I want good guests. Like, you're a good guest. You've been on a bunch of times. I get, you know, and I started from when I started. I got a few local comics, you know, and 
I don't understand when people do a podcast when they don't aim for a good guest. Like it's like when you sit there and you go, okay, I'm going to do a podcast and I'm going to put you know this person I knew and we're just going to talk about drinking. Well, I could do that. I could get you know, and I'm very selective, but I don't understand it when people don't try to get at least a good guest. And 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 I don't take the the cop out. Like you know, a lot of comics, you 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 can get a lot of good guests because you know you're friends with a lot of big comics. Well, I didn't know many. I mean, I I mean, I, I knew like Paul Tompkins and Adam McKay, who's, but Adam was going to do it, but he gets so busy, and Paul did it. But I didn't. I don't know any of these actors. I didn't know you. I got you through it's Jordan. All word of mouth. Yeah, I got you through Jordan Brady. Right. I didn't know Jordan, and I would just send a letter. And that's my thing. It's like it irritates me when people do a podcast. But it's like they don't give a crap. Like they don't sit there and they don't do the research and they don't try to get a good guest. Like, why, wouldn't you? Like, wouldn't you want like a good guest? Because then it's like, I mean, I don't want to talk to someone. Well, it doesn't bother me because then I just don't think about it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I just no, no. then I don't watch or listen. No, no. Your podcast and Rachel's very talented. Her voices are amazing. She came on. And she's amazing. I didn't. I I was all thing. I mean, we were talking because she's from New Jersey, and my whole thing is, you know, don't do your shtick, you know, but. Her voices I wanted to hear, and I was like, I wanted to hear more because they're so away. good. Yes. Yeah, because her Rosie O'Donnell, and, Rosie. Oh and she God. sort of when she does it, she sort of looks like Rosie, like right. her expressions. So now, how did you guys decide to do a podcast? Because you're so different, but that'd be great because you're you're very cerebral. And she's like, ah, you know, she's like a New Jersey girl. Well, we just really hit it off in New York during Hell Week, and um, I just love her as a person, and we are like night and day. Like she gets up at seven and goes hiking, and I sleep in, right? And never do anything other than vacuuming. And, and she does that uh, all that um, uh, meditation. Meditation, like she's. And she, well, I want to get into that, so that's one of the things I'm going to have her tell me about. There's an app. I know. I ha- well, there are many apps. I have one that you sit there for like it's like you sit there and ten minutes. Well, it, it goes up and then it gives you a picture oh. of a Buddha and it no. says your thought for the day and then you can pick your noises. It's like boom, oh gong, really? Or boo, boo, <laughs> and the boo one gets to your ear sometimes. I think the app I use is called Mind Peace, See, Mind Space. I tried it, but I was like, I did it. I know, I and did it, and it then just, I stopped because that's what the, it said. It takes. It takes discipline, and it's so funny because it's so little. I mean, I, I I spend more time just dilly dallying, as my mom would say, dilly dallying. I know. I play words I, with friends. See, I can't play that. I stink. I tried to play that, and I could never figure it out. Like I tried it, and I was like, "Wait, everyone's beating me!" And I I would try to make a word. I couldn't. I'm an idiot. I my new addiction is I have my tablet. I do the uh, the video, the 3D bowling. Oh, and I did it, and I can always we're watching TV, and if it's something I'm not really into, Joanne's like, "Are you bowling?" bowling. <laughs> and then the other day, I was playing solitaire, and she's like, "What are you doing?" Because all she sees is me on the couch going. I know. I played Candy Crush for a while, but I had to get rid of that because I could just do that all day. Oh, sometimes I did. <laughs> did, 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 is, did you? Were you one of those people who got really addicted to it? Yes, and I figured out how you could set the time back so that you could have five new games to play because they made you wait like okay. a certain amount of time before you had another five games to play. So I like, yeah, at that point, it's an, I need a 12 step. Yeah, 12 steps to candy um, <laughs> So what, we're what, talking about the podcast. So you guys oh, get along right. good and so you're we, so different. And so we started talking to this producer and um, we're just going to try it out. And it's Wendy and Rachel saved the world. I think, I'd like to save the world. She she thinks the world should save her. So that's basically our um, personalities. Now, what's the sh- do you have an idea what the format's going to be? Or we do, but we are still talking about that okay. right now. And but we are planning to start up in January. Now, where are you going to record month. it? At? We have a studio. We have the producer and sideshow. Uh, no, um, streaming garage. Okay, there's so many different ones. I it's know. so funny. It's like I mean, this is this is just basic. I just record here and I plays here, but then there's so many other places. Like I'm, I'm going to start getting played on a radio. Uh, no, what was it? Uh, I can't even think of it. Fire Wildfire Radio, and that's a. Uh, it's in New Jersey, and it's cool because Joe Matteris is fixing Joe's podcast is on right. there, and Big Daddy Graham, who's a big comic back in Philly, his show's on there, and so me and Joe are going to be on Saturday nights, and you know, even though I'm not living back there, but they record there, so it's, there's so many different outlets to hear it. Yeah, which is good. So now, what did you know? What was with your play? I know last time you're talking about oh, a play. Yes. What happened with that? Well. It just never took off, but it's on the back burner. I have two plays. One's a musical and one's a play. Okay. And the musical, my husband and I are writing a play, a, a musical about stand-up comedy. Now, in that, is it, is it not intimidating, but... 
because he's he comes from such a great musical lineage and he's a, he's a musician my husband yes is it is it you're just are you are you like are you writing songs with them or are you, are you just Let writing like funny you, stuff or how do you how does that work i haven't written a melody in a long time but i wrote six melodies one year and i don't know where they came from but they're songs like i don't have the lyrics that's what jeff will do but I'm not, I do, I've played the piano my entire life. And your mom's I, a hell of a drummer. <laughs> but, um, thank you. Um, but, yeah, did you see Whiplash, that movie? Uh, no, but I... Oh, I, speaking I, of drumming. Is it, I heard it's insane. I went to see, do you know who Toby Huss is? He's, he's an yeah. actor. He's been in a bunch of stuff. And he did a show. We went to a show at the, um, at, we saw, I remember you, you had known uh, Ron Lynch. Oh, yeah, he was my teacher. Well, yeah, Ron was in the audience, and so was Harlan Williams and Bobcat Goldthwait. Toby had this show. It's called the Rudy Cassoni Christmas Show. The Rudy Cassoni Shitbirds. And he sings, and then Kate Flannery comes up, and they do the lampshades, and David Higgins comes up. Oh, wow. And uh, he started talking about the movie Whiplash, because he was yelling at his bass. He's like, yeah, I'll go Whiplash on you. I'll set. I'll take, because he does this lounge singer. He's like, I'll take you in the back, you cocksucker, and I'll smack you in the face. Right. And it's, I heard it's pretty intense. Not my tempo. That's, uh, yeah, it's intense. Okay, I have to Very, watch it. Yes. So I've always played the piano, but I've never written a song or a melody, nothing. But they just came to me for this play, for the musical. So um, you asked if I was intimidated by Jeff's musical background and... Uh, he's really very supportive of what I've done so far so it's very encouraging isn't it weird how you're going like I mean, it's like you know you're 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 getting back out on the road doing stand-up after America's Got Talent but then also you're not just hanging out with that you're you're doing these other things which is great because you're sitting there going okay well I'm gonna write this and it's so funny because we I think a lot of us performers we're just scatterbrained like you know, we'll, we'll, we somehow we get it done, but we have like eight different projects. Like I have, okay, this cookbook. And then I'm writing a short story book, and then I have wow. this, and then I have to go, eh, and then I go, I don't really want to perform. And then it just it's weird how we do different stuff. Well, it's just different outlets for the same creative um, kernel, I guess. But I just feel like 2015 is. I just feel a lot of energy from the, everything. Like it just feels like people are ready. There's so much tension in society right now. It's ready to change, I think. And so I've changed, too. Oh, that's the other thing I want to say about America's Got Talent. Aside from that, I've been recognized by my peers in the industry or whatever a little bit more. Um, I just feel like I'm taking myself seriously now. And so that's what it did for me. Why didn't you? I mean, you've you've had so many accolades in your career. Oh, my God. You're so nice. But no, I mean, you didn't. You did the Tonight Show. You know, it's like I always like. You know, we had talked about my friend Jeff Martyr. Like Jeff had so many accolades, and and it's like, and he I left know, the business, he's great. and he's just he's so. I always send him weird texts, and we have to get together for lunch. But you've had so many accolades. It's like, you know, why shouldn't you take it serious? I mean, there's so many female, and I see this like when I I see when I post my guest pictures, I see the different things. Like I had. Uh, Alan Rock on a few weeks ago played Cameron and Ferris Bueller. I saw his name on the softball that or the yeah, baseball. Nicest, nicest guy. What is he? What is Alan? He's an actor. He was in. You see Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. He was Cameron. Oh, okay. Before that, he was on Broadway with Matthew Broderick. Then he was in Spin City. Oh wow! And now he's married to an uh, actress. I don't know her name. She was in a show called The Killing, which is very good. And he's so funny because he's fifty nine and his wife is. 38 and they just had they have a four month old he looks at me he goes when my son graduates college I'll be 80 <laughs> but like when I put his picture up right. people are like oh and that's happens when I put your picture up you know people I don't even hear from like they don't even say anything they don't like any of my things they'll go oh we love Wendy Levin so you should always that's take so yourself funny. serious because people follow you and even like Jeff Martyr said you know oh she's you, you figure she has to be probably like you think in top five ever female comics? Oh my god! And I say yes. You Do know, I owe you money? No, but no, I'm saying no. But he's like, you know, because you know, there's Rudner, there's Boozler. I just feel like there's so much more I could do all every day, but, all the time. But yeah, but you but you make people laugh all the time. I hope so. Now, do you run? Do you do spots around town or no? Is I that haven't. Just... I didn't. I did before I was getting ready for America's Got Talent. I worked at Tammy Jo Deeren's room, Mallow. 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 Yeah. 
and she I just did, she just got married. I know, yay! And I worked at Flappers a lot. Like I asked for stage time. I never do that. But when I first moved out to LA, I was on stage every night. But now I'm married and I'm. Step and you, you have your act, and it's like you. you I want to watch The Voice. Do you, do you watch The Voice? <gasps> let me tell you. Let me tell you. I. The top four singers who, in this year, un. I, yeah, I just, I, you know, I know, I, I just, I can't watch those music shows because I know too many guys playing down the Jersey Shore that have played Brown Eyed Girl about 5,000. That's my idea for a reality show. It's people who are, have been playing in the bars for years and it's called Last Chance. And it's 45 year or 40 year old and up who get a record deal and they would be great. And that's a good idea. But That's a great idea. But, but no, the, the show I watch, I, do you watch Amazing Race? I, I have watched. I got it. into that. It's well, not bad. It won every year. It won it's the a, Emmy for best yeah, reality. That show, and I watch. Right? Uh, I watch Hell's Kitchen. Well, I watch all the food shows because Hell's Kitchen. They're just they're like these people are the worst chefs. Like, I mean, are they bad? Like, it's like a guy burnt like twenty. How do you burn twenty pizzas? You're a chef, and that's like they always come out like they can't I could do that. They can't. Yeah, but you're not a chef. They can't cook fish. It's like they always screw up the halibut, but they always make the beef Wellington good. And I want to get beef Wellington. I want to. I want to go. I found there's a place, Cafe Bazoo, in Sherman Oaks. Serves, oh yeah. They serve. I've been there before, but they serve beef Wellington on Wednesday night. So I'm gonna go. Get I it. watch the Food Network. I okay. watch Chopped. They give I love you four chopped. ingredients like it. sour cream, raspberry juice, a scone, and a sock. Right. And they're like make an appetizer. <laughs> and I watch this show with vengeance. Yeah. I get so upset if I've seen it already. <laughs> Um, you knew who was going to be on that. He was he was an alternate. It was Bobby Slayton. He is? He, no, he was an oh, alternate for the celebrity one. Oh. And then he said when he got there, he's like, I hope they don't screw up because this looks impossible. No, it, I'm sure it's impossible. But my husband, Jeff's like, why do you watch that? I love it. I go, I might learn something. I also watch all the true crime shows, honey. Do you watch? I, 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 I you know, I, I just, I, my TV's weird. I watch more because I don't go out as much because Joanna lives out here now, so I'm not bored. Right. So we watch, we watch a lot of network TV, and not we watch a lot of like. What sitcoms do you watch? Um, um, Getting On on HBO, which is just hysterical. Oh, I don't know that. Um, I don't know. We, we I watch should, Modern Family. I watch. She doesn't watch the, the middle. middle. She doesn't watch that. We watch. I love the Goldbergs and the Goldbergs because the Goldbergs is right near Cherry Hill. Oh my God! They have all the references That's on the same age. That's my life. Yeah, that I like. Uh, I like Mike and Molly. Mike and Molly. Uh, like uh, um, Big Bang's good. I, yeah, Big I, Bang. I, just, I, I watch. Watched. I watch different stuff. You know, and, but I always watch TV in a different thing. We have a few minutes left. I. I I always watch it differently because, like, I watch like Castle or the dramas. I watch that too. But as soon as an actor looks familiar, I IMDb him, and then I hit him up to be on my show. And that's how I get like half my people. Like, I I, had, I saw a show of Stalker, and both the guys came on, like these two guys who were guests. I get a lot of the guests on it, and it's like, and so I sit there, and, I, and some of them get back to you, and that's what's cool. I sit there, it's like, it's like for me, it's a breeding ground because I sit there and go, oh, I can get, and I have right. to get more women, and that's my goal. I had Elisa Coppola on, who's great, and she's trying to get me a bunch of different women because. I don't get a lot of women on my show because. Have you had Ileana Douglas? No, I can't get in touch with her. Jimmy Columbia is supposed to get in touch with her. But yeah, I want to get her on. I Because I want. It's like I feel like I'm not a misogynist. And I feel like if you look at my list, there's like all these guys, 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 guys. And it's because a lot of women, there's a lot of creeps out there. But then like Elise came on and she got me uh, Andrea Roth and she's trying to get me. Melissa Joan you mean Hart so they the, wouldn't respond to you? Some don't respond because they get. There's, you know, it's so many people write weird crap. I feel bad. Somebody contacted Jeff on Facebook and out of the blue, and they wrote a musical together over Skype. See, that's cool. I that's know. good. But it's just it, you never know. Like it's a thing. It's like I, I and I. Most people think I'm legit, and that's fine. And because my guests, and if they look me up, it's not like I'm not. But it's got to be hard for the women sometimes because there's trollers out there. They troll and they just bitch at people. Um, I haven't experienced that. Because you're a comic and you're nice. And people don't <laughs> say, that, we're not going to bother Wendy Levin because, you know, she's too nice. There's one person on Twitter who six times a day, whoever it is, I don't want to say he, but makes some either misogynist or anti-Semitic whole like uh, identity and follows a lot of people <clears throat> in the industry and the news and politics. And I like hit block report. Yeah. We got to wrap up. Uh, you, you have to give all your info because you, I know you have a I lot of I never told you about being a chambermaid. <laughs> I'll, I, I'll no, tell that next time. Yeah, we got to get your info. Oh, my info. I am at wendyliebman.com. Liebman is spelled L-I-E-B-M-A-N. And I'm also on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Just 
type in my name. And it's Wendy Lehman on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Okay. And follow her, because then you know what? You can see the, today's JJ moment. That's the JJ <laughs> moment. That's my dog. I also have Miko's moment every once in a while. Okay. That's my other dog. Well, you got to get Miko more, because Miko might be getting jealous. I know. I might start pulling the JJ. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Happy holidays. Yeah, happy holidays. And people follow her. And uh, also, uh, follow me on Twitter, at Cooper Talk. That's at Cooper Talk. Also, if you go to my website, coopertalk.net, I have like 325 episodes up. They just, they're, they're wow. all archived and there you can go find them. I write up about who the guest is. There's a nice picture of them with me. Also, if you go to iTunes or Stitcher, type in one word, Cooper Talk. That's it, one word, and it will come up and you can find all those episodes there. Uh, what else? Oh, email me, Cooper at coopertalk.net. Cooper at coopertalk.net. I'd love to hear from you. Um, no shows to really talk about coming up. I don't have any shows coming up, but I'll be booking great guests for the new year and I'll be doing a little more comedy and storytelling so you can look at look at me then. And also, I was going to say something else. Oh, Wildfire Radio. Go check it out, wildfireradio.com. I'll be starting on January 2nd, but go check out their lineup. They also have Mitch Williams, a great relief pitcher who blew the game for the Phillies. So there's a lot of good stuff there. Joe Matarich has a great podcast. Big Daddy Graham has the Rock and Roll Countdown. It's always great. Him and my friend Spins Nightly. So check it out. So you guys have a great holiday. Merry Christmas. Uh, Happy Hanukkah. Well, Hanukkah's over. I'm Steve Cooper. I'm only as hip as my guests. Don't forget, drink your water, eat your vegetables, take your vitamins. You guys have a great day. You're the best.